Cuspers is a grown-up podcast about being a kid. Sometimes that's silly, and sometimes that's heavy. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, friends, and welcome to Cuspers, a podcast about growing up. I'm your host, Joseph Bricker, he, him, born 1995. Today's episode is another very special deep dive episode. We'll be looking into Neopets. What even is it? How did it get started? And what does it look like today? We'll be talking all about these computer pets and the very real economy that rose up around them in just a moment. Hang tight. Today's episode is sponsored in part by the letter P. P, you get more hate than you deserve. Podcasters especially really give you a tough time. It's because they're afraid of your power, your pizzazz, dare I say, your pop. You're constantly being filtered out. But today, P, we celebrate you. So let's throw a party for our perfect, powerhouse, pretty, principial pal, the letter P. Here's to you, perpetual playmate. Now. Back to the show. So what exactly is Neopets? Let's start there. Neopets is an online platform where users interact both with each other and their virtual pets, each of which is known as a Neopet, hence the name. The pets are represented by two-dimensional, cartoony-style creatures. Some are based on real animals, others on fantasy creatures. That's the most basic way I can put it, but honestly, the website is so much more. There are mini-games, customizable user pages, shops, and a whole fictional world with lore and live story events that users can participate in. So with that in mind, let's jump back to the beginning. In 1997, British University student Adam Powell had an idea. He wanted to create a website that would serve two purposes, provide entertainment for university students like himself, and to make some cash via banner advertisements on the website. With the popularity of other pet-based IPs like Pokemon and Tamagotchi, Adam figured that would be the best direction. He also knew, however, that he had some deficits in his skill set. He felt confident in his ability to program the website, but he wasn't the most skilled artist. So he brought on Donna Williams. While Adam handled the technical side of things, Donna took the lead in website and character design, making sure they had the best look for the site. And on November 15th, 1999, Neopets.com went live. As you might imagine, the site looked different in its original inception than what many might recognize it as. One of the biggest differences is that the original site was full of pop culture references. In fact, some of the available Neopets were based on real people, including an actual picture of British entertainer Bruce Forsyth. In just over a month, the site had grown hugely in popularity through word of mouth. Neopets.com was receiving 600,000 page visits a day. Managing that kind of traffic took work and it cost money. So Adam and Donna sought out investors. 
In January of 2000, American businessman Doug Doring, with a few other investors, bought a majority share in Neopets. By February of 2000, Doug established Neopets Incorporated. All pre-existing intellectual property, including the Neopet Bruce Forsyth, was removed from the website. With Doring at the lead on the business end, Neopets skyrocketed in popularity and profits. A huge reason for this was Neopets' innovative new advertising model, immersive advertising. As opposed to banner ads like Adam had originally envisioned, Neopets put their advertisements into the world. Instead of watching an ad for McDonald's, users could go to a McDonald's shop or visit Disney Theater in-game. It was like product placement, but even more intense. This has both been praised for its ingenuity and criticized as being insidious, especially because the primary users of Neopets were children. Doring's structuring and strategy undoubtedly helped the company, but there was a hitch. Doring was a devout Scientologist. In fact, his business structure was based entirely in Scientology's org board. Adam and Donna didn't know this until about six months into their partnership. Even then, they couldn't argue with the profitable results. But then, later, Doring brought on a new employee to incorporate Scientology and Scientological beliefs into the world of Neopia. That was when Adam and Donna put their feet down. Neopets hit its peak in the early aughts. By 2005, there were 92 million user accounts on the site. Also in 2005, Viacom, the conglomerate that owns Nickelodeon, bought Neopets for $160 million. Don and Adam left Neopets shortly after the acquisition. Viacom redesigned the website, changing the user interface and getting rid of most immersive advertising. Instead, they opted for the more traditional banner ads. They also introduced the ability to customize Neopets. Merchandising expanded, and Neopets even advertised the platform with mini-sodes in between regularly scheduled programming. Still, Neopets' popularity began a gradual descent. In 2004, Viacom sold Neopets to Jumpstart Games. And in 2017, the Chinese company NetDragon acquired Jumpstart and therefore Neopets as well. In June of 2020, the Jumpstart CEO estimated that Neopets had 1.5 million active monthly users, which isn't nothing, but it is a far cry from 92 million. So that's the business history, but you may still be wondering, what was so appealing about Neopets? I would argue that Neopets' primary draw was its versatility. It was revolutionary in its combination of online gaming and social networking. Before there was Facebook or even MySpace, there was Neopets. There were built-in loops to keep users returning. Users had to feed their Neopets to keep them happy. To pay for food, they had to engage with the site in a variety of ways. Users could explore an online world that included a pirate world, a prehistoric world, and even a giant omelet that gave away gifts. Or they could play over 100 Flash-based mini-games. They could use paintbrushes to customize their pet. They could get pets for their pets, called Pet Pets, and eventually pets for their Pet Pets, which were called Pet Pet Pets. But it wasn't just about the Neopets themselves. The site also hosted interest groups, such as guilds and discussion boards for topics ranging from Britney Spears to Lord of the Rings. Insight tutorials taught users how to use HTML to customize their own profile page. There was even a fully functioning economy and stock market. And that's where some of the darker sides of Neopets begin to show themselves. 
Developers for the website would occasionally flood the market with Neo points in order to cause inflation. But users themselves would also juice certain stocks by manipulating other players either into investing in the in-universe companies or by buying those companies' products. On top of that, a black market emerged. All Neopets had to have original names, so there could only ever be one Bob or Rex or Daisy on the website. Because of that, the site ended up with lots of Neopets named Rex followed by a string of numbers. Users with clean names, like the original Rex, no numbers, might sell their pet off-site with real-world money to the highest bidder. It got so bad that eBay had to ban all Neopet transactions from their website. On top of that, the website suffered multiple data breaches. Over time, some users lost faith in the site's safety and integrity. But more than likely, I think the main reason for Neopet's decline was simply the culture moving on. It was a hugely popular and revolutionary trend, but its demographic were kids, and kids grow up and grow out of things. And even though Neopets is still active today, its prime time has come and gone. Still, Neopets was hugely important for shaping and predicting the future of internet use. Rex Woodbury has an incredibly interesting article titled, How Neopets Paved the Road to the Metaverse. Feel free to look it up. I loved my time with Neopets, and if I could remember my password or username or what email I even used, I might check it out again. But in the meantime, I'm content to look back on it fondly. After the break, I'll be joined by friend of the show, Lisa Kim, to hear about how she remembers Neopets. Hang tight. Hey friends, Joseph here reminding you that if you leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it might just be featured on the show. But Joseph, you may ask, how do I leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? <laughs> I am so glad you asked. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go to the show's page, not the episode page and not just your feed, but the page that shows you a list of the most recent episodes as you scroll down. Don't hit the show all episodes or, or full episodes or whatever. Just look at that first initial page. When you scroll down, you'll see a line of stars and some reviews. Click on the fifth star, highlighting all five stars, and then write something short and sweet in the text box that appears. That's it. It would really help out the show more than you may know. Okay, that is all. Now, back to the show. I am joined here today by Lisa Kim. She, her, born 1996. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Joseph. Now, I sent out a plea to uh, my network asking for anybody who could speak to their Neopets experience to come on the show, and you enthusiastically volunteered yourself. And so I yeah. just, let's just start off. What is your relationship to Neopets or what was your relationship to Neopets? It was so brief and ephemeral and intense in second grade, and I really haven't thought about them since second grade ended. And then I saw your post on Instagram stories and it all like came rushing back to me. And I was like, I, I just, I want to talk about this because it was such a strange, like stronghold it had on me. And then I've completely thrown them out of my mind since. <laughs> Do you remember like which Neopet you had or which uh, couple Neopets you had? It was, see, this is, I genuinely can't remember anything other than the fact that my second grade crush, his name's mm -hmm. Bryce Hawthorne, if he 
ever ends up listening to this, now Shout you know out I Bryce. actually had a crush on you. Shout he out gave Bryce. me a yellow star Neopet. And this was the year that McDonald's was doing Neopets as their toy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that was, I ate the most McDonald's in my life at that time period because I just wanted the toys. And in my second grade class, my teacher, Miss Lee, who was so important to me because she got me hooked on reading, every assignment she gave, like if it was an English assignment about writing sentences using like conjunctions, I would make every sentence about Neopets. I would try to make every math problem about Neopets. I'd be like, five plus five Neopets is 10 Neopets. And this carried on for pretty much an entire year. And so on the last day of second grade, she gave me a Neopets puzzle. And I actually, I'm trying to remember what Neopet it was. I think it was horse, horse-like. I was mm-hmm. also a horse girl. And so anything that was horse-like really appealed to me. And it came in a purple box, and I remember being really thrilled. And then I did the puzzle really quickly, and then promptly, the obsession left my body. Like, the puzzle purged me of this obsession. It was very strange. Oh, okay. So once you did the puzzle, that was, like, the last part of the ritual. And you were, like, cleansed after that of this Neopets. Yeah. Okay. It was like I was exercised (laughs) by a puzzle. That is wild. Uh, I do have a list of all the Neopets uh, right here in front of me. So was it possibly the unicorn Neopet Uni? Possibly. This is what's so Mm. strange to me is that I was so obsessed with them, like that it's crazy to me that I could forget so many details about them since then. That's what puzzles me about this. (laughs) Do Neopets still exist? Like, are kids still playing with them? Well, you know, that that is a question that is left best to the PR people. I think it was in, oh, the listeners will have just heard me say what year, but I think it was like 2021, the company that owns Neopets put forth that there are like 1.9 million active monthly users, Okay, which is a far cry from, you know, around our time when we were playing Neopets around like the second, third grade era for us uh, was at its peak. They were logging something like 90 million active monthly users. Wow. Okay. I was one of those users. I do remember having an account, but I was so technology like unsavvy that I don't think I logged in too much. Like I even mm-hmm. had a My Little Pony account at one point and I was just so computer illiterate that it would frustrate me logging onto those kinds of things. So my relationship with Neopets was mostly physical through toys and like coloring books. Mm-hmm. All of the merch <laughs> that they put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Was there... Oh, like a little handheld game like Tomagotchi, but for Neopets? Mm, there may have been. I feel I like feel that. Like I remember something like that. Yeah. Let's just put that as a hard maybe. Maybe yeah. that might have existed. Maybe. There certainly were like other Neopets like games and things like that out there. Yeah. Did you ever play any of the games like in the arcade uh, on the Neopet website? I probably did. It's so, this is, again, what puzzles me is that I don't remember details. I just remember the, like, strong hold it had on me. So this this whole thing just, like, left your body. Yeah. But it left the impression, a neopet-shaped hand around your throat. Yeah, so I was, like, kind of worried about reaching out. (laughs) Vacated from your brain. Yeah. Which is so strange. I mean, like, the obsessive personality has, has persisted, like, high school during the Tumblr era. Mm-hmm. I would latch on to like different fandoms with the same intensity as Neopets. I guess Neopets was like my first fandom. It was just more an indicator of personality than anything else. Well, Neopets was like this very interesting thing and revolutionary in a lot of ways because this was before MySpace, before Facebook. 
Like it was a combination of both a gaming platform and a social network before social networks were like a whole big thing. Neopets compared to other MMORPGs, other massive multiplayer online role-playing games like World of Warcraft or things like that, Mm -hmm. had a far greater ratio of uh, women to men players. Um, Most people on Neopets were uh, women, particularly young women. However, it does fall right about in line with users on websites like Tumblr or like MySpace. Right. Those other kinds of like social networks, these places where people are finding fandoms. Right. That's so interesting. I definitely wasn't using it as a social media platform then, which I'm grateful for because I don't know what what shenanigans I would have gotten up to. Well, speaking of shenanigans you got up to, so whatever happened with Bryce? I mean, was he impressed that you were playing Neopets? I, I, I don't know. He confronted me on this playground one day being like, I know you like me. Actually, this is what happened. There was an area of the school playground called like the fifth grade lawn and only fifth graders could go there. And we were walking on the fifth grade lawn even though we were second graders. And so maybe this was after school and we were just walking the perimeter. And I remember being just so overcome with like feelings, like crush feelings. And then he was like, I know you like me. I know you have a crush on me. And I was like, no, I don't. Um, Because it'd be so embarrassing to admit as a second grader. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, he gave me a Neoplet plushie. And we never officially dated or were boyfriend and girlfriend. But I remember being so thrilled that he had given me that plushie. And then after second grade, we just, I don't think we had classes together after that, like in third, fourth, or fifth. And we went to different middle schools. And the last time I ever ran into him, I think was in high school, because his family and my family just happened to be at the same like islands restaurant at the same Mm -hmm. time. And we saw each other from across like different booths. And our parents knew each other from like Little League Baseball. So I was like, oh my God, it's Bryce. And I remember feeling kind of embarrassed. But my mom was like, oh my God, how are you doing? And we caught up over burgers really briefly. And then I have not seen him since. All right. Well, if anybody knows Bryce, put him <laughs> in touch with the show. We can, we can have a back and forth. We can see the other side of this conversation. I do want to know. Okay. So Bryce confronts you about having mm-hmm. a crush on him. Yeah. You deny it out of embarrassment, which I totally understand. I have to be honest. I might to this day as a 27-year-old man deny having a crush on someone if they confronted me about it. Uh, that's for me and my yeah. therapist. We'll unpack that later. Um, <laughs> but then he gives you a toy, like not indicating anything with that. Was he trying to say he had a crush on you back? Where did this toy come from? Why? What was he I trying mean, to I, say? I assume he was trying to reciprocate, but because we were like little second grade potatoes, we didn't really have the emotional capacity to do it. So... I assume that's how he was trying to say if he liked me back um, that he did. Mm. But we, I don't think either of us would have had the guts to say, like, I like you. I like you, too. You want to be boyfriend and girlfriend? I think we were just incapable of expressing our emotions mm-hmm. that way at the time. So, I mean, I'm sure if I'm sure that was the signal he was giving me, like if he was trying to reciprocate and then the ball was in my court and I should have like actually verbalized and admitted that I had a crush. I'd say my game has gotten a little bit better since then. Like, I'm, I'm in a happy relationship now. <laughs> but I, I would be so curious to hear Bryce's side of the story and if my timeline is correct. Or, like, why he gave me the Neopet, if not out of reciprocated crush reasons. Let me ask you something 
that is just between you and me. And all the listeners. And all the listeners, between you and me and all of the listeners. <laughs> would you be crushed if he does not remember this? I wouldn't blame him. No, I would not be crushed because, because for one thing, I was second grade. It's so long ago. I barely remember what I had for breakfast today. You barely remember anything about Neopets, the topic of today's episode. Exactly. So I would not be crushed because it'd be kind of hypocritical of me. But I guess I would just want to catch up and be like, what do you remember from second grade? Do you remember me at all? Because I clearly remember you. I remember your full name. Mm -hmm. Is he inextricably linked with your memory of Neopets? Like, do both things exist at the same time in your mind when they come together? I think so. I think him and my teacher miss Lee because of the puzzle. So they're very much tied to physical objects. And I think people that I liked because I really, really liked Miss Lee to the extent that I wrote about her in my like college admission essays. Oh, wow. About, like how inspirational she was. She so performed think, an exorcism on you. That's inspirational. Yeah, maybe she saved my life. I could have just been like a Neopet obsessive for the rest of my life. And she saved me from that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have um, anything you would like to share? Any words of advice, words of caution, perhaps? of other people who find themselves listening to this, the memories flooding back, very strong feelings, people who have some kind of connection to Neopets. Is there anything you want to share with them? This is maybe not advice, because like, who am I to give advice? But if you have a very strong obsession with Neopets, or passion, shall I say, I think that's a better word, um, don't be ashamed of it, because passion is such a good thing to have in this world, I think. It's so much better than trying to be too cool for school or being apathetic. And I guess if you're just naturally kind of a person who falls into fandoms really hard, I understand. We're not crazy. I don't think we're crazy. It's a fun thing to have. It's fun to find online communities that way. I think that really got me through high school. So if you're in high school or like if you're if you're 26 like I am, like, and you're still in some sort of online fandom, I don't know, cherish it. It's it's such a fun, special experience and it's such a marker of our generation. I think, I mean, it's a completely, like, foreign idea to my parents. Um, I think it's, like, really special what we grew up with, this idea of online community. Hold on to your community, folks. Hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And hold on to your Neopets. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget about them like I did. Yeah, because they, they don't die. They just will stay starving forever in the website's oh data. Oh, my God. I'm starving my Neopets. Oh, God. It's okay. If it makes you feel better, it is... um. Fake. They're just pieces of data. Oh, no. Unless you love data them, in which case too. they're very real. Oh, yeah. I mean, I now. still have my first grade email address, which is definitely what I use for my account. So if I could figure out my password. Oh, maybe if you have the in. email address, you can just reset the password. That's true. I wasn't thinking about this in second grade. I didn't understand the concept of resetting a password. But I've had the same password since first grade. I mean, uh, email address. So... I should still be able to log in. I'm going to do that right after we log okay, off. Okay, wait, hold on. Is it the email address I sent you this link to for the video recording? No, no. Okay, it's a Yahoo okay, okay. one, not a Gmail one. And I'm not going to say it on air. That's totally fine. You don't, need, you don't need to say it on air. That's very funny because I also went from Yahoo to Gmail. I think many of us went through that pipeline. Oh, yeah, because the interface is just a bit clunky. Sorry, Yahoo. Well... Take that, Yahoo. And yeah. on that, thank you so much, Lisa, for talking to us about Neo. <laughs> a little bit about Neopets and mostly about Bryce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm such a romantic is what this is. Thanks for having me. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for listening to another Deep Dive episode. Thank you so much to Lisa Kim for talking to me, and thank you to Jewel Karanin for recommending we go a little deeper on this in the first place. If you've got a recommendation or a topic you really want to hear about, you can email me at thecusperspod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at joseph.bricker. I want to thank Jean-Claude and the Eclairs for the use of their song All It Ever Was as the intro and outro of the show. All other music is by Calvin Adams. You can find all those folk stuff anywhere you buy or stream music. Show art is by the enigmatical John Charles Bricker. Ooh. I've been Joseph Bricker, and I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. In the meantime, remember to keep on kidding around. Be well.